Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong's Brewed Like Beer, Tastes Like Lemonade. Craft Brewed Alcoholic Lemonade. Girls Pod Channel. Hey guys, we are back. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. And we want to get stuck right into some chitty chat with you about what the rest of the world is talking about. RN. Yes. Right now. Yes, this is the Thinker Girls 411. You can expect us every week to drop this and let you know a little bit about pop culture, music, fashion, some celeb stuff. Basically, gossip without gossiping. Yeah, our version. Stuff that everybody is talking about right now. And that includes the Sex and the City feud that is going on at the moment, which I know that you. You've been writing. I don't really know much about. And also, V-Day. Valentine's Day went down this week, but it's time to delve a little bit deeper in what it actually means. Before we get to that, we wanted to give a massive shout-out to those of you that have jumped on board the Thinker Girls pod channel this week. Man, this was an idea. It, you know, it was kind of how are we going to be able to be ourselves, do different types of shows, and also... I don't know, be chatting and creating content that you guys are into. And we hope that you're proud of it. We are proud of it. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, Each and every week we will drop all kinds of different shows with different guests covering your lives, our lives, our guest lives, and, of course, this particular episode. So uh, give us a a rating or show us some love online if you are loving it. We really do appreciate your support. Okay, okay. It's time to get into this. V-Day. All right, this is going to be interesting because I feel like you know what? Can I just say, P.S., I feel like you care way more about Valentine's Day when you're single. Do you reckon? Mm. I feel like when I was in a relationship, I could not give two shits about Valentine's Day. I feel like, uh, I don't believe you. So I'm calling bluff there. No, no, no. Give two. Like, I gave, okay, I didn't. You I gave shit. very mindful of what was going to happen, I reckon, deep down. Do you know what I remembered the other day? Like I, for a, oh yeah, for Valentine's Day, I got a Christmas card covered in a white piece of A4, A4 paper that said Happy Valentine's Day on the front because my ex had forgotten that it was Valentine's Day and had gone, oh shit, I didn't get a Christmas card. I better just cover this old Christmas card and write Happy Valentine's Day on the front. Like that was the level of effort that was going into V-Day. So when I say you I were, get... You were a real spin... You were a real... Sp- what do they call in PR when spin you're a doctor? Um, yeah, you're a real spin doctor. You were like, I was fully eating that story up like it was the most adorable thing ever. I had to to survive because yeah. otherwise, if I was truthful with myself, and you're right, that probably was a bit me getting a bit defensive just 30 seconds ago when I said I didn't give two shits about Valentine's Day. I did, and I do. Yeah. In a relationship and out. I feel like it does mean more out when I'm single, though, I will say. I think it became to mean less. When I was single, because then I think it's the first few V days that you're like, oh, this is different. I mean, going coming out of a big relationship, 
when you're younger, you think it means such a big thing because it's an excuse to get presents. So mm-hmm. who doesn't like presents? Mm-hmm. And then when you're, well, when I was in my first big relationship, I was just so transfixed on how he was going to fuck it up or <laughs> what he was going to do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then when I was single, it took me a couple of Valentine's days to get over the fact that I was on my own. And then after that, it is so liberating that it literally is like a day comes and you you really don't even notice it. I've already bought, and I told you this, two weeks, two weeks ago, I have bought, I think, nine Valentine's Day cards to give to all of my friends, all of my single friends. A few of them in relationships, actually, because I was like, nah, I've never done this before, but because I'm single now for Valentine's Day, I'm like, I've got this love to give. I want to give it somewhere. That's nice. Yeah. I still think it is a crock of shit of a day, though. Well, this is the thing, and there, there's this article. There's been some um, independent research compiled on behalf of Suncorp PS. So they're, like, monitoring how much people are spending on V-Day. Suncorp? Yeah. As in the rice? No, that's Sunrise, bro. Oh. This is Suncorp. <laughs> Aren't they so, like they're, Suncorp are a bank, and they do superannuation and all that kind of stuff. It's so interesting So they're monitoring these... how much people spend on the 14th of Feb. Right. Yeah, but they have drilled down and done this survey to find of how much people on average spend on Valentine's Day. Which they would know because they... They would. Yeah, they've, yeah. Got, the, they've so, got the data. On average, people spend $127 on Valentine's Day. I have never spent that amount on Valentine's Day oh, ever. I have. Easily. Have you? Yeah. What are you like? What are you buying? Like jewelry? Like d- dinners? Like, uh, aftershave? Then you go out for dinner? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like a big gift? You know, when you're young, I think you think. I guess I, I think now I look back to my late teens, and most of my twenties, I was in a relationship, and I was just trying to figure out how to be an adult Mm. like I was just pretending to be an adult so I would have thought Valentine's Day was a day where you spoil your partner ridiculously so 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 I would have thought I would have thought that you just spend Valentine's Day you just spend a lot of money for Valentine's Day like I would have thought all long-term relationships equal marriage all this all that you know what I mean like you're given kind of a rule book on how to be an adult and in the book it says Buy something or do something substantial for Valentine's Day. Not to mention, I think that looks a lot better and a lot, you know, shinier and more romantic and, oh, how lovely when you're not in a relationship, like when you're younger or when you're single. Don't you think? You look at that and you're like, oh, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to have somebody take me out to like a fine dining restaurant. I think also the nicer your present is, the more you can hide the fact you're in a crap relationship. Yeah, well, I didn't have either. So this is I was the in inter- a shit relationship and I got a, I just and you had still never get a card. I'm like, bum, 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 That's twice. why I think this year for me, I said, well, you said to me, what are you going to do for Valentine's well, Day I reminded on Monday? You. And yeah. I said, when is it? And you said, it's on Wednesday. And I said, oh, God. I And I didn't think of it, which I liked. I would look at those relationships in the past and often admire them. So I'm glad that I naturally fell in that place. But you would, but you would then fall into the research that Suncorp have done, which is that 49% of people, so almost half of people in couples, don't believe in Valentine's Day or do anything for it. So 51% of men and 37% of women think Valentine's Day, and this is in relationships, think Valentine's Day is a crock. So almost half of people, once you've found the person, are kind of like, yeah, it doesn't really matter that much. Well, Valentine, you, this would have dropped by the time Valentine's Day would have happened. Yes. So I'm yet to find out what I will be oh, doing. Oh, babes, there's something in the works for you. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure because 
it's still very early days for my man and I, and I also didn't want to assume that there was a no, nothing there. But then I can't lie, I was interested to see if there was, you know, interest in that day for him, not just for him, but for myself, mm. which is weird, isn't it? But because I, w- I don't really understand the meaning of it. Well, I actually know what it means. Do you want me to tell you? Yes, it's please. actually quite sick what Valentine's Day actually began as because I always just thought it was St. Valentine, Cupid, Love Hearts, that's kind of it. Yeah, but what does that mean? Okay. Like, what is Cupid St. Valentine? So, like, is it like St. Patrick? So the exact origins of V-Day still remain a bit of a mystery, but historians agree that there are some roots that date back to ancient Rome. There was a festival called um, Lupusalia, which involved a ritual of a goat sacrifice followed by naked men whipping women with the remains of blood-soaked goat in order to promote fertility. But it was like this weird tradition. It was like this weird messed up version of a date night where men and women were paired off. And then that's where after the ritual would take place, where they were whipped with like bloody goats. Then it became increasingly Christian, and then it kind of well, no wonder. As then soon as it you kind say of like Christian, I'm out. Then like it a- kind of morphed into the whole the origins of Saint Valentine and all that kind of stuff. Who is Saint Valentine? Do we know? Um, well, Saint Valentine. Well, again, his identity is a little bit murky too. But he was a name that was thrown around in the third century. So when's that? But he was sainted by the Catholic century? Church. Is that like BC, DC? Well, it'd be, well, BC, no. <laughs> BC is before Christ and AD is after death. Oh, right? I'm aware of that yeah. part. I just don't know. Third century, what are we in? We're in. We're the 21st century. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the 300s. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. Methinks. <laughs> Which is always dangerous, isn't it? It's a long time ago. What? Back in the day where they were whipping chicks in the nude <laughs> with bloody goats hoping that it'd mean they'd pop out a kid. Like That's how long ago we're talking. Wow, they really had no clue. And I thought we have no clue now. Like we haven't learned that much, but we've no. certainly learned that whipping a woman with a goat is not going to make you more fertile. Do you reckon in um, you know a hundred years we'll look back and all the things I've said about the universe and oh all that God, stuff yeah. will then be like the same kind of absolutely no way. No, I don't know about There's the universe, with but there stuff. is going to be so much stuff that we look back on, even in less than a hundred years. I think even in thirty years, forty mm. years, like look at how fast technology has. Technology is nuts. So Valentine's Day potentially was some fertility exercise. Yes. Now it's become, again, some Christian, then Western. Then money-making, yeah. commercialised idea where we, I don't I feel as though it's like it's the day that's cashing in on the, um, on the shitness of relationships. Mm. Don't you think? It's like if your man or your woman isn't treating you to this $150 bouquet of like 12 long stem roses, then have a shit one. Let's you just know, remember, if you had an awful Valentine's Day, have a bit of a deeper look into the relationship. I Don't s- you reckon? Because I reckon V-Day is actually a massive costume for yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like however you are celebrating V-Day is not a resemblance of how things are because there's a good chance even I would have the fan, like in this 
crappy relationship I used to be in, that was when he would peak yeah, on those totally. kinds of days because it was like I can say then to my mates, absolutely, I took her out here or I did this for her or I bought her this And you can then justify Christmas. the relationship to your friends too yeah, by yeah. he took me here, he did this lovely thing, he's so awesome. But it's like... Yeah, shocking. It's, yeah, it's now that now that I think just because I got it, a like, Burberry bag once doesn't mean I was happy. Oh shit, you were doing better than I ever did. Burberry, it's in my wardrobe. <laughs> it's like this plaid. Like it's just no, I don't even know. Like it's not who. It just no. I mean, I think it's worth about two grand. What? You got a two thousand dollar Valentine's in Day my twenties too. No, I don't Jeez think it was for Valentine's Day. I think it was for Christmas. Way. Oh, well, that's different then. Two grand at but Christmas versus is, two grand at V-Day is very different. No, I, my, my point is the idea of splurging on this stuff yeah. to tell yourself potentially that, uh, you know, Do you know what was so sad? It's, it, I think about where I was last year and for me it was this desperate clinging to an opportunity that the commercial world has handed you on a platter to show me that you love me. Mm. And you wouldn't, mm. and I wouldn't even get that because mm. I grew up with parents of my mum going, it's this sick waiting game. She would know it would be Valentine's Day coming up. She'd organise something for dad, knowing all f- full and well that he would forget so that it can then be used and she can turn around. That's what and, I mean. But that's what I, I that's where, but that's where I learned it. Mm. So I would get prepped, I'd get ready, I'd have this beautiful handwritten card knowing that Valentine's Day was two weeks away, knowing that my ex would have forgotten, knowing that he will and then ended up forgetting so I could turn around and be like, it's fine, it's fine, babe, it's fine. Okay, we need to make sure, hang on, before we go any further, we almost forgot to do this, we need to let everybody know about the people that are helping us put this pod channel together. We're going to be back in like a few seconds. Yes, here are our sponsor for this month. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sponsor. <laughs> oh, Saturdays, sleeping in after having stayed up quite late, daydreaming, hitting the beach, all play and absolutely no work. Oh, and you know what the best part is now? You can capture that very feeling but for your skin because, you know what, your skin should feel as good as you do on a Saturday morning. Yes, which I think would be refreshed, happy, maybe healthy, definitely bright. You, yes. Saturday skin is developed to reveal your clearest, dewiest complexion. I love that word. Dewy. Dewy. Yeah. Dewy. You want your skin to be dewy, but not <gasps> too shiny. No, not too shiny. You know, because the illuminator these days yeah, is no, really yeah. killing it the in is. some ways. Nah, yeah. Saturday skin's got your back and your face, gal. Yeah. Because it is all of that. Just packed into one bottle. Yeah, a weekend in a bottle. Make every day your Saturday by using Saturday Skin. Big shout out to these guys who have gotten behind us on our very first month of launching our pod channel. Yeah, it is available at my or you can hit up SaturdaySkin.net and make sure if you do use the promo code TG for your 10% discount. Oh, guys. Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah, I can talk about that. Do you know anything about it? Well, I know they've had a blue and that's it. Yeah. This goes deep. Christy. Okay, for those of you listening and for Sex and the City fans, brace yourselves because we're going to talk all things, you know, heartbreaking, really. So you're feeling like I'm not worthy of this conversation because I'm not, although I've seen, you know those people that are like, I've seen bits and pieces, that's me with Sex and the City, which I know is like a cardinal sin because I've seen probably, I don't know, 20 episodes in my life, but I wouldn't know what season it comes from. I don't know major storylines. Like you couldn't quote you, okay, Sex let and the me City ask you to me. Questions. Quote some things to me and see if I know them. Oh, oh. do you want? Well, I didn't even. Yeah, know well, you're the start. fan. You're the fan over there. So I don't know. 
See you, New York. We have it all. Yeah, Carrie said that. No. When she was wearing the tutu. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that was the intro, wasn't it? Samantha I know, said that Mr. when she Big. moved to the Meatpackers District and she threw water on the head of a drag queen from her apartment block. Okay. Well, I don't know that. Well, I know that um, Mr. Big comes in and out. You know, she writes. What else do you need to know? A lot. Okay, it's changed lot. No, right. I am open. I'm open to hearing and okay. being on board. But this is the thing, right? We do want to dive into this because it's happening. Uh, you know, Kim Cattrall, who played Samantha, has yes. lost her brother. She's the horny one. Yeah, in the show. Yes. Yeah. Poor. She would have really like that. Would have been an interesting character to be outside of the in character. IRL. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And she has put a post up and in the comment of that Instagram post, Sarah Jessica Parker, who produced, directed the show in the end, is the main character, Carrie Bradshaw. The co-star for like, what, 20 years probably. Well, the show is from 98 to 2004. So how many years There's been all those movies. There's been three movies Is it only six years? God, it feels like it was a decade at Mm, least. mm. Um, And then, yeah, that's right. They had the two movies afterwards. Um, So Kim Cattrall, Samantha's brother, died and put it on social media, said thank you to all of her fans for their well wishes. And Parker has commented, Dearest Kim, my love and condolences to you and yours and Godspeed to your beloved brother. Kiss, kiss. So, Well, that's a nice thing to write, isn't it? Well, this is where it gets interesting because she has really hit back and really raised that this has been going on for a very very long time because I do remember there was a few months ago there was some other report of like let's get the band back together Sarah Jessica Parker was on board making another movie and then Kim Cattrall came out and said absolutely not I'm not going to do another movie well they're trying to do yeah the third movie um and apparent and you don't really know it's all kind of rumors at this point but before I go into what Kim Cattrall wrote it's it was interesting because in the move in the second and first movie I definitely felt there was oh. iciness between the two characters. Had you ever noticed that in the TV series or only never. in the movies? Never, okay. never, never in the TV series. Do you reckon that's just because you know it and it's in your brain? No, 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 I didn't really read any of this. And that's the interesting thing. I am hesitant to bring this up and talk about it because when you have such vivid characters in your mind that play such a role and that have been so imperative and integral into your formative years... You do not want to read this stuff. This does not play out the way you want it to play out. It's like saying that, you know, Monica and Rachel are no longer friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't ideal. So I never really, and I also do very much go by, if I don't read it from the horse's mouth, I don't read the crap. I don't read gossip columns. I don't, I don't believe it. But this is from the horse's mouth. That's right. But with, but in, in answer to your question earlier, I wasn't influenced by all of the gossip because I didn't believe it had never really come out of their mouth. When you sense that weirdness between yeah. the two of them. Okay. I don't know if those of you that have seen the movies, but when Carrie uh, gets engaged to Big and then she needs to ask bridesmaids and all of this, she's in a shop and the the characters, Samantha and Carrie, are, are kind of weird because Samantha doesn't want her to get married because that means things will change and mm-hmm. she's the you know, infamous single girl, even though she's in a relationship at the time. Carrie calls her and says, would you be my maid of honour? And it's a weird scene because it's supposed to be weird, but there is something so jilting about the chemistry that is just clearly not there. If those of you want to go back and watch it, it is so 
awkward. And mm. at the time, you just kind of thought they've lost it or the acting is bad. I used to think that maybe because they beat it up to be so big in the movies, they had different crew and it was just – I really analysed it because I was like – their did, it chemistry, did it make you sad to see that? Well, their chemistry was not there in the movies. Mm. It was just not. And the second one, it was worse than the first, but it was already there in the first. So after that comment, Kim Cottrell has put a post on uh, Instagram and said, I don't need your love or support at this tragic time, Sarah Jessica Parker. And <gasps> that is the actual picture. So it's as big as a meme. Wait, wait, wait. So she's... She's made a meme, a meme saying, a meme quote, a, saying, keep your condolences to yourself. Well, I don't need your love or support. Just what I said. Then she wrote right at the bottom. My mom asked me today, when will that Sarah Jessica Parker, that hypocrite, leave you alone? Your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now. Whoa. Let me make this very, in capitals, clear, in brackets, if I haven't already, you are not my family, you are not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you one last time to start ex- exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. And then she copied and pasted a link to the New York Post, which is an article labeled or titled Inside the Mean Girls Culture That Destroyed Sex in the City. Wow. And it goes on to talk about over all of the years, all of the issues that they had, there were apparently, you know, well, there's still kind of rumors. No one's really confirmed them, but apparently uh, there were times where they would go away, at, you know, and have to film different things. And Sarah Jessica Parker would uh, get a house for the three of them and Kim Cottrell wasn't invited. Wow. There were, you know, different demands that was leaked to the media apparently that she was looked like a diva when she was wanting very similar, I think, treatment to Carrie said that her, you know, her character was imperative to the role and felt that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character or I suppose contracts and bits and pieces were, were getting a lot, i.e. probably money. You can mm. assume that it must have something to do But regardless of all that stuff though, like whether it be rumours or he said, she said, or so you never really know. There must be, there's got to be truth in the way that Kim Cattrall is feeling to to make such a big dramatic statement at such an awful well, time. It there, is there's interesting. Got, there's got, but, ima- but imagine if, if there, if there, that has an inch, even an inch of truth to it. If you've been mistreated by somebody or even just a, in a small way, then you, somebody, you know, in your family dies quite tragically, then to hear their condolences on social media when you've not had a great time with them in the past, that would be really jarring. We've met. We have. We haven't met her. She was on Kyle and Jackie O when we were at Kiss, but I couldn't remember if we'd met her or not. It's a tricky one because then Sarah Jessica Parker went on to Andy Cohen's Bravo show. It's like a. It's on Foxtel, and it's called uh, Watch What Happens Live. Okay. You can't get the full episode yet because it's like the what's the the barrier the um geo block thing oh, like. Oh, that's annoying. But there's there's different different clips that are online. And is this For after those the? You, is this yeah, after the meme had um, gone out? She says that she's heartbroken. Here's a little bit of a snippet of of that particular interview in response to uh, Kim Kutcher. Instagram post. I always think that what ties us together is this singular experience. It was a professional experience, but it came, it became personal because it was years and years of our lives. So I, I'm hoping that that sort of eclipses um, anything that's been recently spoken. That that yeah. that is the work. The I mean, everybody like, will have the love yeah, for the show. Have a professional that many years spent doing something so special that people. 
you know, had a connection with. It's such a privilege. Um, But essentially she answered the question, you know, the fact that Kim Cattrall has said that they've never been friends and she said that she's heartbroken by it. But if they were actual, if they were actual friends, you'd just be texting or calling instead of posting it on Instagram. Do you think maybe that's, you know what I mean, got something to like, there's a bit of a view in? Yeah, I don't know. I think that, and I, I always find it. I, I think that they may not have always seen eye to eye in the series. I reckon it may have been the movies that have undone yeah, them. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like there's something because you know she has said she. So now Kim Cattrall's spoken to Pierce Morgan, called and oh, said, "I want to do an interview." So it's um, really on. This is yeah. like a full blown feud. And she said that um, for the third movie, because then you know Alan asks uh, Sarah mm. Jessica Parker, everybody asks mm. her, and every single it's been going interview, on for years. Yeah, yes. will there be another movie? Will there be another movie? She she can never say anything. She was like, there needs to be all of us to do it. And so I think Kim Cattrall feels a bit bullied. Totally. In that she's like, doesn't want to do it. It wasn't a great experience for her like it was for the other three. And that she's kind of said no. But that's the way it's always portrayed in the media, that Kim Cattrall is like the posh spice in a way, where she's like, everybody else is keen to do this. And you even see the write-ups that's even happened recently about the Spice Girls gang back together and everybody's hating on Victoria Beckham. Because she seems to be the kind of cock block in the way of the reunion. But, but if- it, And I think the thing that you also need to remember is, um, well, I don't think a lot of people know this, but at the beginning of Sex and the City, it was a pilot. You know, it was looked upon as really explosive, very similar to how we felt when we went on mm. radio, like who the hell is going to put this on air? Like mm. this is messed up. Like you're going to talk about sex in the early 90s and you're going to own it and you're going to speak about orgasms. So the first pilot was pretty full on and and everybody was, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker was fairly well known. The other girls were, you know, had a bit of a bit of work in the industry. But Kim Cattrall was a real star mm. at that point. So yeah, she, she was, was by far, and I didn't really remember, I was very young when this all came out, but she was a movie star. So she'd be headlined in a movie called Mannequin and Big Trouble in Little China, which I think a lot of people quote. Mm. You know, people are like, Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know if that's from the movie or no. if that's just a Sounds good anyway. <laughs> but when I'm she came on board, I think she was the star. Mm. And then in-house, yes. that obviously changed. changed. So when she you- spoke to Pierce Morgan about the third movie, she actually is quoted to say, I never asked for any money. I never asked for any projects. To be thought of as some kind of diva is ridiculous. And then Pierce asked her about how she feels when everybody... I suppose he's saying she's the one person holding up the film. She said, nobody ever picks up the phone and tries to contact you and says, how are you, do- how are you doing? You know, like, what's up? Why don't you want to do it? Mm. What's the problem? She said no one, you know, she's said that it feels like a toxic relationship to her. No one has ever picked up the phone and spoken to her about it, ever. Wow. So it's like. There must be some hardcore fair, that's stuff. A, that's a fair point too. Well, if you really want to do a movie – and it's all managers, it's all, you know, movie execs, it's all the kind of business behind it. But yet it's true, Sarah Jessica Parker does sell it as a friendship because yeah. that is what the brand is. Yeah, and that's what their characters are, but they yeah. are characters. Yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts? Do you have thoughts on, I don't know, do you have thoughts on not who's in the right or who's in the wrong, but do you think there's obviously there's obviously truth to that friction between them and maybe a bit of a mean girls kind of attitude it's hard we don't know enough information I do think though that people like Sarah Jessica Parker from what I understand 
is uh, probably a bit of a go-getter. She became a director. She became a producer on the show. Mm-hmm. She was the main character. I often think the the star of the show is shot first. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I do, you know, there's obviously some issues that has gone down and some crappy treatment, but... You know, I think at the end of the day, it is always the easy target for somebody that is looked upon to be the strongest character. Mm. And I just feel like, you know, yeah, it's a bit like the Taylor Swift thing too. I'm not saying that she hasn't had bad behavior, but people go hardcore on on women that that get the success. But it's gone neck level for the whole the death of Kim Cattrall's brother and then the meme thing. Like, that's intense. Like, that is escalated from a, you know, to a different level from rumours or going on and kind of in in, in an adverted commas kind of way, you know, maybe saying that there's some kind of feud or underlying stuff. Like, that's in, that's intense. That's real life. But I also think at the end of the day, not all women are going to get along. So there's four girls working together for six years. I can tell you that I have not gotten along with every single woman I've worked with. Neither. I have not gotten along with every woman that I have been teamed up with. Even though I'm not like there's different times where we work at MC events. We do sunrise. We do all different things with all different people. I'm not saying I'm impolite to them, but I certainly don't think I would, you know, necessarily want to work with every woman that I meet in media every day 14 hour days for six years and so I think there is also a reality that this shit is going to happen just as it would with men just as it would with other people but this brand is about friendship and that's why this is such a big takedown Mm. and I think Sarah Jessica Parker not speaking about it it's like well what is she going to do come out and bad mouth that she doesn't really like Kim Cattrall is that better I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, Probably not. What's the solution here? They're kind of a bit stuck. Mm. I'm not saying she. we know that she's treated her nicely, but I also don't think she needs to like her. People, women don't have to like each other. No, I'm not saying women don't have to like each other, but then to kind of go around and say, I don't need your condolences now that my brother's dead is intense. It is intense, but we don't know. Maybe there are people that are insecure that think that you all need to get along and if you don't, the end. Mm. I don't know. I just don't know if it's always as black and white where someone's a bitch and someone's a victim. Okay, regardless, I think what we can take away from this is I don't think there's going to be a third Sex in the City movie. Oh, no. <laughs> and you cannot do a Sex in the City without Samantha Jones. No. Did you, did you hear the rumours that maybe they were going to do like a, a prequel so it was then when they were younger so maybe didn't have to involve all of the stars now? Oh, Christy. What, was that a long time ago? They've already done that. <laughs> oh, it's been real. Okay, it's time to go. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, If you like this episode, please subscribe to the Thinker Girls pod channel. We will be back next week with more episodes where we discuss and dissect and divulge about our lives, get right into your lives and, of course, our guest lives. Next week, Tanya Hennessy will be joining us uh, and we'll also have a bit of a chat about making friends as an adult, which I think so many of you are interested in, so many of you are experiencing struggle with and so many of you, 
I guess are interested in different people's stories to see how how best to tackle that. It can be a real tricky issue. Absolutely. And it would be really great to get Tanya's take on that too because she's somebody that's spoken out a lot about that. So if there is another thing on your mind and you want us to talk about it on the show, let us know. Hit us up via email, hello at thinkagirl.com.au or on Face Your Insta. Yes, please do. We hope you enjoyed our very first week of the Thinker Girls yeah, pod channel. Real... We are so appreciative of your support and so excited for those of you that have joined us in the podcast world for the yeah, first time. Girl. If you're unfamiliar with it, we really do rely heavily on your listens and on your support. So if you're able to share it with some friends, share it on social, get the word out there that this is where the Thinker Girls are living and this is how we want Wanna, we want to stay. We want to have a real mm-hmm. home here to be doing the kinds of shows that we want. We would just, you know, endlessly appreciate You that. might think that it doesn't mean anything to show one person how to press subscribe to a podcast, but it does. Yeah, if everybody does. did that to one or two people, that would really, really help us out. Keep doing what we're doing now. And so. write a review, whatever yeah. way you can. Yeah. It'd yeah. be really, really fab. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Bye. time for the week is that is when we get to go live with you our posse and chat about whatever you guys want we absolutely love going live on facebook but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us the thinker girls on facebook yeah we get to say hello to you give you guys an update on hashtag our lives and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us so once a week make sure that you're hanging on the thinker girls facebook page to find out when you can find us this podcast is brought to you by frank strong's craft brewed alcoholic lemonade Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.